And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the Internet now. Oh, sure. Next, you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. Welcome to the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. It is that time of the week when Nicole joins Ari and I and we pick games against the spread. But first, we have to talk about why Bill Hancock, the director of the college football playoff, called Ari a degenerate today. In front of Ari, the entire room. In the floor is yours. entire room. Um, okay, so let me ask you guys this, because you both have done... So for the listeners who aren't aware of why I would be in the same room as Bill Hancock today, it was I did the mock media trial, uh, the mock uh, playoff selection. Yeah, you were yes. not on trial, no. It, it felt not, like a trial. It was not uh, a mock trial. It was <laughs> it super... felt that way for you. I've never... I, I will say I've never been more... And it's, it's funny, it's going to go along with the theme of the show, overwhelmed with statistics. Uh, and I don't know if you guys felt that way while you were doing it. But anyway, you know, the entire time of the uh, of the presentation that they were explaining is that each college football playoff committee member uses as much information as possible. No matter where they can get it from, it's compiled. It's in front of them from the box score of the game to play by play to advanced stats and direct comparisons in a program. They've got everything at their disposal. And I asked um, if they ever take into account who they think that they would win in a head-to-head matchup. Like, as they are um, tasked with determining who the best team is in college football, as they compile the rankings, do they ask themselves who would win between these two evenly matched teams if they played on the field? So I raised my hand and I said, I know that gambling is a faux pas, uh, you know, as it pertains to this thing, but they do advanced lines for potential matchups. And in the art of of mathematical, you know, data, is this something that anybody in the committee has ever used to help determine who they think might win in a hypothetical matchup to determine who's a better football team? And then ever since that point, uh, Bill Hancock and the rest of the room uh uh, called me a degenerate. And it was funny because I knew the spread of the Wisconsin-Ohio State game and the Big Ten Championship game 2014. And Deuce McAllister Deuce said, you either have a problem or a lot of time on your hands, and it might be both. <laughs> well, you, you the were entire, a beat writer covering one of the teams in that yeah, game. He it's didn't, not he, that unusual yeah. that you know the spread. Yeah, and, he, well, and that's but, what I told but him. But you wonder how you got labeled a degenerate. You're referring yeah. to a spread from a game from 2014. Well, because everybody forgot in the moment what the feeling of the game going into it was because Wisconsin. Hold on, Ari. One, one, one question here. Have you ever bet a regular season WNBA game? Yes. I think that's Regularly. a degenerate. I think that right. answers the question. That, yeah. Oh, but yeah, what is, but the, what is even the threshold for being a degenerate? I think you need it. I thought for the, sure. The, the de- a degenerate isn't just somebody who, who bets. It's somebody who like can't control themselves and like puts themselves in a, in a position where it's like ruining their livelihood. Like I can control myself. I have my limits, you know? And if, if somebody who is a sharp or a gambling expert loves a WNBA game, 
then I'll tail that pick. And I'm very entertained by watching it. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe I am, but I would never gamble amounts or gamble irresponsibly or put my family in jeopardy, which is where I would Ari, think a degenerate would be. Ari, we're never going to unit shame on this show, so don't worry about that. Okay, okay, good. I appreciate it. But it was funny because, you know, you're supposed to be rubbing shoulders with one of the most powerful men in college football, and my impression on the man was that I'm a degenerate loser. So, like, uh, you know, maybe that's a lot of the impressions that I get on this show, too. So, uh, But honestly, it was one of the better experiences that I've had, and it gave me a a better understanding of of what these people go through and you know, how much empathy we should probably have for the committee chair who goes up there and has to answer the questions for a room, even when he doesn't agree with it. So, so that was, that was one of the things that I took the, away for the most when I did it as well was there are a lot of different opinions. There's lots of ways where the thing you believe and that you're voting for and the grouping that you're voting for ends up not being the way that the final rankings work and you have to defend it. I also think it's cool to go through because you can see the way that the data is used and can be manipulated, this is something we talked, uh, or, or at least Ari, I know we were talking about it a little bit before you went into this experience, but like this is how you can see how Cincinnati making the playoff was everything had to align because the way right. that the metrics are set up, like they definitely lean towards power five champions and, and power five schedules. And so like you because can sort the of strength see. of schedule is, is kind of stacked against people. And that's a main metric because if you play in a non power five uh, conference, then you have no shot of having a good strength of schedule, which is a huge talking point in that room. Yes. And like the way that they group the data is like defaults to stuff that yes. power five teams have. So it's very interesting. But again, it's it's cool. You see all the data that's that's at your fingertips, but you can also see how they come to some of those agreements or when they say like this team isn't even close and you're like, oh, yeah, I can see how you could easily like the way that the things I value are not what the things the committee and their yes. data value. And the thing that is interesting, Nicole and Andy that I didn't quite realize until today was that I never filled out a top 25 on my own mm-hmm. at any point in this process. And people think, well, they should reveal everyone's individual ballots. And it's like the way that that voting works in the group pods that they do three, four yeah, you times, yep. you don't, you don't ever fill out a top 25. Yeah. Uh, so like, I don't even know what my top 25 from the day was, but it is certainly like you're in a vacuum over and over and over again, only analyzing, um, you know, three or four teams at a time. So sometimes when you see a team directly behind a team that it beat, everybody's thinking, oh, my God, that's a direct, you know, message from the committee. So it's like they probably weren't even in the same pod. Well, and it just it, worked exactly. out that way. I remember when when I did it, we did the first two pods so quickly. And so that would be the the one through six. And I was like, wait a second, we just picked the playoff? We have to do this again because this happened too quickly. Well, yeah, and that's the same thing, too. We did the 2014 season. So I was joking with uh, with uh, everybody that I had to wipe my brain because I was a beat writer for the national champion that year. Um, and I thought going into this that we were going to have a huge debate about Ohio State, TCU, and Baylor because that was the whole thing at the time. And we got through that in 10 minutes. Nobody was like, what the hell are we doing? Everyone was just like, we know what's going to happen. And part of that's probably because we all know how the, the season played out, which made it challenging. Um, but also, like, the biggest debate that we had was where we should put Marshall in relation to LSU, which is, you know, 
in the lower twenties or upper teens. Um, so the, the one challenge with the mock is, and it was a very enlightening process is you don't have the feeling of living the season week to week. When you do it this way, you look at a 10 year old season, you look at the stats and these teams don't have life to you because you didn't watch the games. Um, you, you forget where we were from a week to week basis 10 years ago, or what we thought about these teams then. Um, so to be able to go through the season, you know, starting at, uh, Halloween and the uh, committee chair's first name is Boo, which is going to be amazing in October. Um, uh, the uh, that'd be NC State athletic director Boo Corrigan. Yes, uh, and he made a joke about that, and it was funny. And by the way, that man has the perfect temperament to be the chair. Yes, I don't know if you guys have ever talked to him, but like yep. he's like he's. I want to go get this. a drink with that guy in Key West. Like that guy knows how to <laughs> knows how to handle the room. So. That job is so hard because it's, you really can't say anything, and you have to say it in a nice way so that people don't get that mad at you. But you also don't want to give everyone a new piece of ammo like game control and some of these phrases that like the accidentally body say clock. body yes. clocks and then we kind of just all latch on to them i test well i test exists as, as part of the yeah. thing but no i agree i think boo's gonna be really good at this um and he said he's nervous but i i think you know i've been one of those people that looks at the rankings with fire in their eyes and like i'm like get upset or annoyed that things are inconsistent. And that's the number one fight that I got in. Um, and I tried my, we were all cordial and we were laughing and having a good time, but the inconsistent thinking is what bothers me. If you rank a team for a certain reason, four instead of five up at the top of the poll, then at 13 and 14, you have to use the same criteria in my mind. Cause you got to do it all the right way. Exactly. And, and there are people in the room that will say, you know, we have to value, this is 14 again, about Florida State's undefeated record at 13-0 and 0 more than the quality of wins. And then later on, don't want to place Marshall in the poll because they have a weak schedule. And it's like, well, which one is it, man? Is it wins matter and that's all that matters? Or is it strength of schedule? Because then we have to go back and revisit the thing at the top. That, and that, That's right. Show, some, show Rakeem Cato some respect. I think Rakeem Cato was Marshall's starting quarterback in 2014. But uh, it, here's back to your original point, why you got called a degenerate by Bill Hancock. You're not wrong, though. Like, that's a pretty valuable mathematical statistic, the, the line, the total. And I don't, like, I still don't gamble on games. I, I know it's okay now, and everybody's like, yeah, it's legal everywhere. I spent years being told I'll be fired if I do this. So I don't, but as you can tell, I, I do pay quite a bit of attention to the lines and to the totals and not just because it makes this particular episode of each show entertaining. It's that they're very in tune with what's going on. And, you know, if you ask the, the people who make the line, do this straight up instead of trying to get action on one side or the other, I would trust what they put out more than I trust some computer ranking. Well, because all the line is, is all the data and information that the college football playoff has at their disposal. Well, and their an livelihood depends on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they and, set the line like, wrong, the they're, <laughs> they're taking a bath. You know, we talk about gambling on the show and we will on this show. So this is the perfect segue into the picks part, but I didn't mean it from a gambling aspect. I wasn't trying to be like, Hey, do you guys bet on games? Let's bet, you know, like, like everybody would think, I was using it as a data point or a statistic that's every bit as valuable in my mind as the adjusted 
percentages that they put in for your offensive production. You know, like all the other stats that we use are made up. Why wouldn't you use the the one piece of information that's actually quite reliable? And I understand there's some there's some muddy waters there because certain teams just get tend to or tend to get bet on more because of the brand names. But like I just I would look at a spread and I was like, I don't really know who's better, Oregon or BYU. And then I found out that BYU would be a 13 point favorite if they played that game. And that's just a complete hypothetical. That would sway the way that I viewed that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it makes it more interesting. And we're going to talk about a lot of these because we, we've got to get into the lines. Uh, first, though, we got to talk about what to watch for presented by Sling. I'm going to go with the game that Ari is covering this week. And not just because KJ Jefferson came on the podcast this week. And not just because if if Arkansas beats Texas A&M, I have to get a Manny Petty. I know what you're saying, Nicole. Wait, have I have to. A- yeah, yes, I would like to. Cool. I would like to go back on this. How did that become a punishment? I don't like people, well, strangers touching my feet. It's fine if my wife does it, but I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of strangers touching my feet. It skeeves me out. It seems very creepy to me. It's not something I'm. I, I would look forward to. My wife's tried to get me to do it. I, I just. I don't know, but I gotta admit, KJ That's Jefferson ba- on the show. Barely, this is barely an ick. Come on. He's like, oh, I, I don't know if I'm gonna like. To me. He's so, like, you're like, I don't know if I'm gonna like someone giving me a foot massage. Oh my god. I I don't think I'm gonna like it. <laughs> I've not liked it in the past, so I I don't know. I we'll we'll see. But KJ gave such an impassioned promotion of the Manny Petty and the self care day that I I am willing to you know for for the good of the show do it if Arkansas wins. So Arkansas, Texas A&M, also some really interesting football implications to this thing. Arkansas beat them last year. If Texas A&M loses this game, I I, I imagine the negativity that you saw after the Appalachian State game all comes back except worse. Yeah, if if, I'll I'll say that if uh, the other side happens, I'll I'll just go get a deep tissue massage. That'll be my punishment. There you go. I'll get a facial if I lose whatever bet I pick this week, guys. I'll punish myself. No matter what, we'll all just go to the spa together and and treat yourself. That's right. The Andy Staple Show and Friends Memorial Spa Day. Well, by the way, the hotel that the college football playoff committee meets at has an incredible spa from what I understand. Oh. So, and Nicole's always out here flying in to report on on college football playoff stuff. Andy, you come on out. The three of us will get a robe. I'll put yes. a towel around my head. That could be the, some cucumbers that could be the, in my eye. the like cover photo for the pod for yeah. it'll just be for the ASS pod. It'll just be us in robes lounging in some luxurious yeah. spot. You got to wear the hotel branded slippers. There's actually <laughs> are, a really good burger place in, in grapevine. Yeah. So we could, we could have the spa day and then go get burgers. It's, it's frequented by the, most of the baggage handlers at DFW. So it's, it's a great place. Most people probably not coming from a spa day there, but why not? We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? (laughs) You mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Terms or restrictions apply. 
Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. I do. I, if, if A&M can win this game, though, I, I do think that gives me some confidence that they're rolling into the Alabama game with only one loss. I saw Mississippi State last week against LSU. It didn't feel like the Bulldogs could block that well. That's going to be a problem against Texas A&M. So I feel like Arkansas, the bigger of the two remaining challenges before before they play Alabama. Also, in case anyone's not watching this with the video on oh, YouTube. Oh, yeah, we do we need to talk about this. Andy is recording this in a car and like a garbage truck just drove by behind you and I got very distracted by it. <laughs> Something, it's like you're straight up just like sitting in the driver's seat of yep. your car. Um, oh, yeah, and I see just seeing a little car sneak by behind you. Hopefully yep. there's like a child that just like realizes that you're recording something and makes some faces in the background. But yeah, it's a little jarring. It's a little jarring. You are you yep. are fully like on, on in, in a car studio. I am mobile. I am completely mobile. And here's why I'm mobile. My my son uh, has a middle school football game. It is a road game. It is two hours from home. And if we did the podcast from home when we normally do it, uh, I would have missed a lot of the game. So that is why so I'm So now you're here. just going to miss it from being in the car. No, no. I'm only like 10 minutes from the field. So the, the game kicks off at, at 530 Eastern time. I will be there in plenty of time. Uh, make sure everything's hunky-dory. And so... That is my uh, parental duty, but yes, that is why I'm in the mobile studio today. It's all right. It's it, it's very nice. I'm actually in a Panera Bread parking lot, uh, so I'm going to go get an iced coffee after this and then and then head over to the game. So I, I really can't imagine a more perfect way to do this. It looks like we're getting some suggestions in the comments that Ari, Ari should get a perm or a blowout <laughs> if What's, he loses. What does that mean? Oh, I thought somebody was criticizing my hair, and I'm like, okay. Oh, I know no, the people flow. say no, these, are, these are compliments. Okay, okay, good. Because I was going to say, like, you can make fun of me. People say really mean things to me in this chat. You come after <laughs> my hair, and, and I'm just going to have to. Well, a perm, you know what a perm is. A perm would be bad for your hair. Is that the that's the curly? Curly, right? yeah. That yeah. you would not you would not enjoy that. That um, would be a actual suffering from losing a bet. I, yeah, yeah I, I think the perm would cause permanent damage to Ari's hair. I, I'm the only, I, I don't I'm the only that. person that ha- suffers when they lose the bets. Andy did once with the mayonnaise, and then ever since then, he enjoys them. What's great I mean, is I, I, don't, briefly. I don't actually end up making picks sometimes when we're talking, and then I don't have anything that I lose if in, if I'm wrong on so these picks. what would it be like if I got a blowout? Because my wife goes and gets blow blowouts all the time and it's just mean that somebody blow dries her hair yes but they like they give you a nice shampoo conditioner you know sometimes you could get like a glass of champagne or a glass of wine if you go to dry bars sometimes they'll have movies on like it'll be like mean girls is on you just relax and then they blow dry your hair it's really this is right up alley champagne and mean girls do any men do this for real do men do this well, I don't know if your hair is really that long enough for it, but you could well, absolutely. I mean, I don't get... mind if somebody wants to shampoo. My favorite part of getting my hair cut is the shampoo. The shampoo yeah. part. Oh, you could. You could at, definitely my, do at my barber shop, the the package that I get comes with like a face massage and stuff afterward. 
I I'm think a big treat yourself ask, person. Ask them if they could do a equivalent of a blowout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I should do. That. I'm, if there's if, a, if you I'll lose a bet, your... if you lose a bet, you should get pampered. <laughs> and our, right our, in. our friends at the Solid Verbal. I don't know if this is Dan Rubenstein or Ty Holdenbrandt doing this uh, in the chat on, on the YouTube stream. Ari's hair is so a plus that Silvio Dante wore a wig on the Sopranos to replicate it, and and really, <laughs> it does look like Silvio Dante's hair. It and that's usually, does. you know, it's like, and if that is Dan, guy comes after my hats, and now he's coming after my hair. Like, what do you want me to do, Dan? Do you want me to just shave my head? He wants, Dan's he wants, in your, he's living rent he's free in, in my your head. head. He wants you I, to be a different person entirely. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what, that's, that's kind of yes, what's happening. Dan, Dan is absolutely living rent free in Ari's head. It's beautiful. He crawled up inside there making fun of Ari's hats, which are all from luxury hotels. And then it, it, it became a thing. There was a text chain. Ari's like, what do I do? What do I, that is why Ari gelled up his hair so nicely today. No, it's because he saw Bill Hancock and everyone at the CFP mock today. That's, That's true. He can't be wearing, I can't be just... wearing a Wynn Casino hat while he's at Bill Hancock's house. <laughs> yeah, not allowed to, to acknowledge sports betting shows yeah. up in a casino uh, hat. Yeah, I'll do my best to be less, uh, to work on my hat game because I don't want to send any unintended messages about my my stat, my status in life, you know. <laughs> See how much it bothers him. It's amazing. It really bothers him, but it he's does. also wearing. Am these I like hats. the only person that buys hats at a resort's gift shop? No. Yes. But a certain yes. type of person does that. When what type of person is him. that? What type of person is that? I don't know. Like someone, what? someone who wants you to see. Look, I stayed at the Ritz Carlton Amelia Island. That's what I was thinking. But I have, Who else is going to buy that? I mean, I buy. I had a. He was making fun of my Montecito hat that I bought when I was in Montecito. Mm. Well, it's a nice town. I didn't know that I was anybody could town. drive through Montecito I, for free. I don't, I don't buy a hat like I don't buy the Orlando hats when I'm when I'm in. Or, now I did grow up in Orlando, so that would have been. You know what weird, they but. should do though? I think sometimes you know you don't see merch for certain games until it's. Like the playoff mm-hmm. or yeah, the final four. I want mer- like I want people who are attending the Rutgers Iowa game to get <laughs> memorabilia, <laughs> to have a hat or a T-shirt that they can take that says "I was at this game." I bet under thirty-four. I bet it. under thirty-four. Thirty-four feels very high. All right, let's get into these lines, lines, spreads, totals, all presented by Bet MGM. That's our official gaming partner at The Athletic. And uh, we're going to start with, of course, the Iowa under. I'm not even calling it the, the total. I'm not calling it the over-under. We're calling it the Iowa under. It's Iowa at Rutgers. The total is 34. Iowa's a 7.5-point favorite, which, you know, as as we've, we've been given some handy tools to deal with this, uh, you know, one of the listeners gave us an equation to work with. So this is about, we're, we're talking about like a 20 to 14 or 21, 13 Iowa win is the prediction. Do we think Iowa can score three touchdowns and give up two or give up a touchdown and two field goals? Okay, let me start here. I'm extremely excited for this game. This is going to be an elite punting performance. These are two oh, of the best punters in the country in Tory Taylor and Adam Corsack. This is one program that brought their punter to media days to BND. This was 
Rutgers. In somehow, Rutgers, Iowa, Iowa did not bring their punter to media days. I don't know why. These guys are in a group chat. They're Australian punters. They're friends. Um, they had an epic showdown in 2019 to the point where Iowa fans were upset that Adam Corsak, the Rutgers punter, did not win Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week that year. Like they were very upset about this. And, and, and Iowa history. fans know their punters. They, they know do. what they're watching. They do, and they were they were all up in arms over this. So this is going to be a game of field position. That's where I struggle with thinking about 34 points being scored. If the defenses are going to score points, which is certainly possible, especially with Iowa, fine. But I don't trust either offense enough to actually score offensive points. Plus, they're going to be pinned inside their own 5 and 10 and 20 throughout the whole game. So I just don't see this happening. I feel like the Iowa under in no matter what game, especially in this one, is like the safest bet in college football. Well, they they need to just take whatever number they think is going to be the total and subtract 10 from this point. for Because they, they keep not getting it. They keep missing it very – they keep shooting way high on it. I think the – what was the total last week, Ari? Was it was it 42? Uh, and it I was 27 so. to nothing? See, yeah. this is the problem. We trust Vegas. We trust them on who's favored and by how much. But I don't trust them on the Iowa over-under line. No. Now, here's one thing you guys have to consider. Oh, no. If Def- Rutgers, defensive points. If Rutgers punts a lot – that means that Iowa has a chance to block a lot of punts, and they're oh. very good at that. I, uh, I'm on the over here, guys. I, what? I just at 38, 38. It's 34. 34. Th- I mean, 34. I mean, sorry. Yeah. I mean, come on. You know that this game could be 21. No right? Iowa game has hit 34 yet this season. You watched the seven three game, right? I mean, they're going to get their money back. Okay. You know, in Vegas. You keep playing. The longer the play you the, play, the worse you're going to do. Total, now, They're going to get the, their money back. Their totals are going up. The total in the first game was 10. The total in the second game was 17. And the total in the third game was 27. So maybe Ari's right. Maybe that's that's trending upward. And aren't they getting Aren't they getting uh, two scholarship receivers that are, like, getting healthy now? They, they were back. Yeah. Yeah. Were. And, you know, they <laughs> Scott Doctorman wrote a story about how there's hope. <laughs> I don't know if you just had to do it so that the fan base uh, stuck in there. He's just but tired of them yelling at him like he I has don't know, some man. say over I, That was, is a really, was really... At, he was at that stadium until like 5 a.m. on the day of his birth. That is yeah, our Jason Scott Moore document. said that he I'm does. the sucker that they set the line of 34 for. Uh, you know, I've seen I've seen projections of the score that is like twenty five fifteen. People are yelling at you in our in the live chat as yeah. we are recording. I just this. like I can't. Let me just put it this way. I've been doing this long enough to know that there's no outsmarting them. You think you're outsmarting them, but they're going to get you. And if you keep betting into a trend that you think they're not getting, trust me, they're getting it. Replace them in that sentence with Kirk Ferentz, and that's where I am on this. Yeah, you know, and honestly, like, let's just be honest. If the final score is 13 to 3, like, okay, I, I mean... I, I don't know. This, I, but I here's think, the problem with this show. Using, is the thing. You're using logic to try to explain the Ferentz family and their relationship with offensive football. I'm on and I don't think logic applies here. Here's the problem, too, that the people who listen to the show, I have to say this, I've been thinking about it a lot. 
And we do it a lot uh, because we pick the games and in, in stories on the athletic every week. And gambling isn't meant to pick 20 or 30 games a week the way that we do. So in my real life, I would never bet this at all. But since we are forced to, in a fun way, bet these games, I'm just going to tell you what side I would lean if I were actually to place my money on it. And, you know, Iowa overs are out of style, but like eventually I'm going to be right on one, right? Boy, eventually I'm going to be right on one. That's how they built those casinos. Do you have any idea how gratifying it would be to be right on an Iowa over? I very, I imagine. We do have to remind everyone that our favorite number of the week, the Iowa total, which is our favorite number every week, but especially this week, is brought to you by BetMGM. So let's let's talk about an over machine. Although I don't know if this game, I, I, I didn't see, I have to look up the total. I'm more interested in the point spread. Notre Dame at North Carolina. Now, at one point on Wednesday, this game was a was a hook. And I think, I want to say Notre Dame was favored by a hook. But now, as we're recording this, North Carolina is a one-and-a-half-point favorite. This is going to be Drake May against the most, probably the most competent defense he's seen all season. We know Notre Dame can get after the quarterback. But can Notre Dame's offense make North Carolina's defense look like it has looked all season because that could be a shootout. If Notre Dame can't score in this game, there's no hope. No, there's no absolutely no hope for them if they can't score. So uh, This is the second to worst Power 5 defense. Nebraska's is worse. But yes, absolutely. This should be the cure for the Irish offense. Andy will be uh, the one to tell you when Florida A&M was moving the ball up and down the field on oh, North he, Carolina, was me. I was losing my mind. Yeah. Um, he was hammer texting me. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? Oh, I like the phrase hammer texting. Hammer like text. Mm. I thought he was going to say I was hammered. I was going to be like, no, I wasn't hammered. I was no, hammered was on curiosity. After another, are you watching this? Are you watching this? Are you watching? And and I was like, all right, they're going to win the game like 55 to 27. He's like, their defense stinks. I was like, ah, we'll see when they play Appalachian State next week. And then the following week, I'm just like, you're right. <laughs> I can't I can't defend this. You can't defend a team that gave away 40 points or gave up 40 points in a quarter, no matter what you say. Yeah. Hey, that win looks good in retrospect. The fact that they held yeah. off. The committee's State, gonna no, love that one. Yeah. No, that defense, no, the defense has has a lot of problems. I'm I'm with you guys. Shootout, and I mean, but I don't know which side I fall on it, but Notre Dame's gonna put up points. Nick Terry on in our live chat, by the way, Ari. On your eventually I'm gonna be right on one. Ari, when does it stop being a coincidence? <laughs> yeah, I know. I gotta I, Nick, you know, I know, I know. My right, own, uh, my own father would be disappointed in me. Let's let's move on to uh to a different game. Well, let, first of all, let's let's say what we think is going to happen with Notre Dame North Carolina. I think North Carolina's going to win this one. I'm with. I you. think they they've had a bye week. I'm not completely bailed out on Gene Chizik yet, though. One more, if he makes Notre Dame's offense look good, I will be. But I think North Carolina covers this one. Um, Andy, you played the game, right? <laughs> Not right. very well. Can you teach a t- uh, tackling uh, dummy? Can you can you teach a team to tackle during a bye week? You can. Like, I don't even know if it's a schematic have, issue. You can definitely have some physical practices and and work on the technique piece of it. Absolutely during a bye week, because what what a lot of teams do during a bye week is is have a couple of practices that are strictly fundamentals. And look that that alone will help you, even if the scheme's bad. 
Because like, I'm most appalled with North Carolina's inability to tackle. The, I, yeah. And I don't know if there's a statistic on, on well, CFB stats that we can look at, but most missed tackles in a game, North Carolina's got to be leading the country or towards the top of leading the country. I'm going to take the Irish to be different and because they don't trust North Carolina's defense, not because they trust Notre Dame's offense, but because I want to be on the other side of this and it just it, it can't be that bad for Marcus Freeman's first year. It's can already you, kind of in like the worst case scenario start. So can I ask you guys a question so bad if they lose this game. Right? I'm going to ask you guys a question that's going to sound offensive, but I don't want it to be. Who has better offensive skill, App State or Notre Dame? Well, Notre I mean, Dame has better tight end. Yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. I mean, for quite take, a bit. I mean, he might be the best tight end in the country. Yeah, I, so you would take that package. I would. I would. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. if you take the tight end out of it, and I know that's not the way the game works, but if, well, if, what about receivers and line? What about receivers and running backs? I, I would I would take their offensive line over App State's and I would take their running backs. So yeah. I, I think okay. I think they got it. They got a shot to score some points in this game unless North Carolina has dramatically improved. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On to another game that I'm really interested in because I want to see Michigan against a team with a pulse. And Maryland has looked quite frisky this year. They started off 3-0. They just beat SMU last week. They are a 16-point dog at the big house. Michigan has just been destroying people. But look at who they destroyed. I am super excited for this one, too. Not because, you know, I think Maryland's defense is necessarily going to stress J.J. McCarthy too much. Although, again, like, we we they've played such a uh, non-conference schedule. That's I, I don't even know what what is worse than a cream puff. But... 
I do want to see Michigan in a game where it is closer and that they, I, I think this is going to be, you know, fairly high scoring because Talia is really good and, and Maryland has a lot of talent at the skill positions. Um, so I think it's a good test for Michigan's defense. And I think that not being in a 50 point victory is going to be good for JJ and the offense and Blake Corum and everyone else to try to just sort of figure out where they are. This is not nearly the challenge that will be the next week when they go into Kinnick. I think Michigan covers, um, but I do think that Maryland's offense is legit. Like this is going to be one of the better offenses in the country this season. I feel like we kind of do the song and dance with Maryland every year where they score <laughs> no, a bunch better. of points. In the- no, they're better. The Are SMU they? win is a good I, win. I, no, I, I said that I said that before that Iowa game on a Friday night. And then that, that okay, just well, that was in my face. Yeah, but that was also a weird Weird you know what's game. what's really right. interesting to me? About, yeah. Seven. I mean, that was the worst football. That was the, the night my daughter was born. We were watching that in the hospital room. And I was like, is this, am I a bad dad? Like, I mean, I'm, tw- I'm two right, hours into was, this thing. Do you remember the spread of that game also? Uh, yes, it was 17. And you want to know why I remember it? Because I was less rich when <laughs> I left the house. Was born. <laughs> yeah, I had less money. Wait, did uh, you actually place a bet while your wife was in labor? Uh, I did two things while my wife nope. was in labor. The Ari? second... The second my daughter was born, mm-hmm. I bought her a share of Berkshire Hathaway. Okay, that's cool. Just like I always want to have that tax lot of like I bought her one okay. share of stock that is always going to be like I bought that when you were born. Okay. And then later on, once we were moved into the other room, I bet it. I bet the Maryland game. Yeah. What side? Maryland. It was awful. Oh. Okay, okay, well, this is just residual. You're just scarred from that experience. I'm not scarred. And, it was 51. And, and, you're saying, and you're saying Bill Hancock was wrong. <laughs> yeah, that you're not a degenerate. Oh there was also God. a Bengals game that night, too. The NFL game was that or the next night, and I bet so on that, So you're saying too. you're not, you, you don't trust Maryland. No, I'm not, I don't trust Maryland because every year I feel like their first Big Ten game uh, is a, compl- like, here's the thing that is inexplicable about Maryland I've never understood. Like, they're, like, everything that you said about them is true. That SMU win was great. Their offense clearly puts up points. They've got great offensive skill. I like their quarterback. But when Maryland gets their ass kicked in the Big Ten, they get their <laughs> ass kicked. Like, they, like they, if you go look at the scores, go all out. the 2019 team beat Syracuse, number 21 in the country, on September 7th, 63-20. to 20, And then they played Penn State on September 27th and lost 59 to nothing. And then you go to the 2021 season, and they start up 4-0. They beat West Virginia in the opener. You think, oh, that's a good win. Then they play Kent State. Then they lose to Iowa, 51-14. to Like, whenever they play the upper echelon Big Ten East teams, they don't just lose. They lose by 100. Some of those games were a Friday night issue, I think. If we're looking for parallels and things that come across, they play badly on Friday nights. I'll say that. I just don't think that they cover against good teams. I, I don't think they're going to cover this game just because I, I think that Michigan is figuring out some things defensively. Like we still need to see like them figure out how they're going to pressure quarterbacks and whatnot. But like they have talent on the defensive side. Like, I, I love I, Michigan in this game. I love Michigan to cover the spread. I, I, I am. I am also taking Michigan. Let us uh, let us move north up the mitten to East Lansing. Michigan State is a three point dog at home to Minnesota. And look. We saw Michigan State against Washington last week. They did not look good. But this is this was kind of shocking when I saw the line. Oh. I I feel like I'm going to live longer because I watched that game last weekend. 
or you live, live less shorter. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took it took it took some time off your life. That was yeah. I, I mean, honestly, Michigan State managed to turn a football game into non an enjoyable experience. Yeah, Do you know how hard that is? It was it, it was one of those where like I think it, we were on the show being like, wow, you know, so surprising. Washington's favored. Is that surprising? Maybe not. The narrative around that was that was surprising. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michigan State just got exposed. I mean, they were clearly you know, overinflated a bit from their success the season before. I like Minnesota. I think Minnesota might win the West. Um, you know, they haven't played anybody either, like s- similar problems with Michigan. But I-, I just think that they seem to be the most well-rounded team in the Big mm-hmm. Ten West. And I-, I know Michigan State isn't, but I-, I just like them. I think they're coming into this in in a good place. This is basically their, their, their only tough crossover game. They avoid Michigan. They avoid Ohio State. They don't have Iowa and Wisconsin until the end of the season. It's a big opportunity for them. I think they're you're coming on the road. You're you're you know coming off of again. They've been rolling through the non-conference. They they've got balance in the pass game. The running backs have been really good. They're they're, they're obviously replacing uh, Chris Ottman Bell, so they're gonna have to figure some stuff out in the pass game. But I just think they're a really balanced team, and I like them. I think they might be the best team in the West. So I'm gonna ride with the Golden Gophers here. Yeah, Mo, Mo Abraham averaging 22 carries a game and seven yards a carry. Like, they're they're built for the schedule they're playing. They really are. I, I think this is going to be a pretty good team this year. And we said this before the season. I think Scott Docterman put us on Minnesota pretty early as a potential Big Ten West champ. And I, I'm with you guys. I, I'm going to take them this week. It's going to be the perfect I, I time like, for, for Minnesota to win the Big Ten West, too, right as this coaching carousel starts. Could, oh, it, could you imagine the, up again? Could you imagine the the row the boat people meeting the six uh, high profile vacancies people and it like happening all at the same time with this podcast? This is going to be an insufferable podcast in December if that happens. Well, this is already also, an insufferable podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you guys? I mean, literally, you're you're making bets about SAT prep and and math. And you got to tease it, Andy. On the air. Also, you got to tell him I'm, it's coming for me today. I got a math oh, yeah. question later. We, we got do. a math question for Ari later. Yep, it's already it's already queued up. I just wanted to correct myself. Obviously, Minnesota is going to Penn State. Thank you to Lester in the comment section for pointing yes. that out. I think before the season, thought Michigan State would be the tougher opponent. Now, I've totally changed that. I've reset my expectations on Penn State. I think that is a more challenging game for Minnesota. However, they're still avoiding Michigan and Ohio State. Say, still they- breaks well. They can lose that game and win the West. Yes. I'm not worried about that one. <laughs> this game, not really for any anything near the top of the SEC, but could be the most interesting game in the SEC this weekend. This is a weekend. sicko game, Andy. Call it what it is. No, well, it's a sicko game. It's also a potential coaching carousel game. Missouri, <laughs> seven-point underdog going to Auburn. Brian Harson on the hottest of seats. We knew this already. They tried to fire him in January. We knew this was going to happen <laughs> at some point. But the question is, when is it going to happen? Logically speaking, if we just go by probably Vegas spreads, you're probably talking about after the Georgia game. But if Missouri beats them this week, I don't see why they would wait. Yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense. Missouri is not very good. Uh, they're not playing very well. And this would be a tough one. I mean, I think we were all on alert last Sunday of coming out of the Penn State win, the way that Penn State beat them at home, Mm -hmm. that it could have happened then as well. So I think it's really any given day at this point. And, you know, this is already a scenario where the athletic director who hired you is out. 
we there was already a very well publicized power struggle and a push to get you out in the off season. Um, I mean, there's just not much of a leash left, and so I, I think that's absolutely correct. I don't really have much faith in Auburn. I, I, I Tank Bigsby is the one player trying to will them to a win, and and that's about it. Well, the the thing I thought would happen is that defense would would at least carry them a little bit, and they got manhandled by Penn State. Now, that doesn't mean they'll be manhandled by Missouri because Missouri is not as good as Penn State, and it's not even close. But I expected that defense to be able to hold up against quite a bit of, of the talented teams on the schedule. Penn State is among them, but... I don't know. They're they're not as talented as Georgia. They're not as talented as Alabama. Uh, you know, are they as talented as Texas A and M? Probably about. I, I'd say in terms of athleticism, about the same. Maybe maybe a little bit older, old, more experienced. But I, I just really thought that that Auburn's defense would play better and would not get physically dominated. And that's that's the part that scares me. Now it feels like they can lose to anybody. So yes. if you simulated this season for the rest of the year a thousand times, how many out of the thousand would uh, Harson have his job at at the end? None. Why not? So like, so like that's what I don't understand about like this whole timing thing. Well, it's like the writing's one, on the wall here, guys. And this isn't it, one where the buyout changes on October 1st, like we were talking yeah. about Scott Frost, which ultimately didn't end up mattering. They still said, nope, we just can't do it, yeah. even though we could save seven and a half million dollars for three weeks. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I think Auburn wins this game. I do not know if Auburn covers this spread. I would take Missouri. I think oh. they cover. I don't know if they went out right, but I think they cover. I mean, I, I think Nicole's onto something there. Did you watch Auburn's offense play last week? I did. It was pretty or bad. Attempt to play? It was pretty bad. So I still I, I think there's some pride there. I don't think they let it happen this week. So we we, we shall see. Speaking of it happening this week, Florida is a 10.5-point underdog at Tennessee. Tennessee looks like the better team this season, but we've seen this story before. Remember, Tennessee has beaten Florida exactly once since 2005. Florida has not been the better team all those years. This is one of those kind of break-the-mental-hold kind of games because by all accounts, Tennessee should win this game, should win it. Uh, I don't know about easily, but it should be a giant party. College game days there. Neyland Stadium should be rocking. Like everybody should be going for a swim in the Tennessee River a- after this thing. But is, so it's, this is still Florida, and it's still Tennessee. And I've watched a lot of Florida Tennessee games. Like, it's a lot of points know, for the typical Florida I, Tennessee how game. How I imagine isn't it? this? It's a lot that? of points for the Florida Tennessee game. It's a ton of points. Tennessee's been pretty unstoppable on offense, though. I think that's right. where some of this is coming from. I think Tennessee's going to win, but I'm taking the points. I watched Florida's defense have trouble with USF's run game last week. That does not give me much confidence. I mean, we also and watched Tennessee beat Pitt by seven. Correct. Correct. So, I mean, I, 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 and it's you, like a rivalry game, isn't it? Well, it's a weird rivalry, though. It's a weird rivalry where one team just completely dominates but, the other historically. So, so there's two different ways to look at that, that if they're going to break that streak or go against Bucket, that tradition, you're either going to eke it out or you're going to blow them out. Like right. there's nothing in between because yeah. and it's sort of like so I kind of want to lean just to be different here on Tennessee, like no question. 
pulling away enough that it's comfortable at the end so that you can't blow it. I'm curious to see what Florida does with Anthony Richardson. They're clearly not cutting him loose on the ground because they're scared he's going to get hurt. Their their backup Jack Miller's out, and I think they're they're worried. I think that, they need and they need him to yeah. get loose on the ground. I mean, that's what makes him so dynamic. Exactly, he throws better when they're scared of him running. So I don't know that they're they're going to be willing to do that though because again, it's a pretty steep drop off if he gets hurt. So I, I think. I still oh, guys, have a very guys, hard guys, time. Wait, 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 wait. We have the chat. The um, adult dating site bot is back. I just All had right. to break in. It's back in the comment section. Welcome back, adult dating site bot. Chat 69 XYZ, you- best adult dating site. Oh, we don't give a listen. If they want an ad, Nicole, they can pay for it. What? What? What, what is the They're probably adult, used to paying for it anyway. What's an adult dating site anyway? Um, I think well, you can find out when I you're think older. there's pornography on it. I think that's probably what they're trying to tell us. Oh, uh, okay. So it's a porn site. I mean, this is different. Like, are you dating or is it a porn site? Which one? It's like eHarmony meets a porn site. I, I think mean, you're you, thinking about this way too hard, Ari. Yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. I, I was just trying to have fun. I don't think we need to get all philosophical, Ari, about <laughs> okay. this, all right, this I, spam bot. I, just, I think I, it's, it's like too know many what you points. Are. I'm going to take Florida to cover <laughs> and Tennessee to win. I think it's too many points. I mean, when you think of, okay, I'm not going to keep going. Uh, <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> I'm still like, I'm still, He's you know, still thinking about this. Yeah. Because uh, it's like, you got to. We'll, we'll work it into an SAT prep question. Yeah. Just to week. be more clear to your consumer what you are. It's like, are you eHarmony or are you a streaming site? I don't know what it is. Um, I like the, I like taking the points. <laughs> All right. Let's go. To wait, the wait, wait. Before gonna... you move on, Andy, okay. real quick. So this dating, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, when do you declare Tennessee is good? I don't know that like, it's after beating Florida. Because they're playing. I think it's after if you beat Florida. And I don't know that, 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 that no? makes them good. I'm no? not sure yet. Well, but we, but we had Florida. Okay. I get, I get what happened last year. And like Alabama almost beats Florida. We think differently about Florida. They end up firing their coach anyway. Florida has these roller coaster seasons, but like, I don't you think that would mean something? I mean, there's still talent. There's still speed. Oh, this absolutely. Good, like it's it's an SEC team and I it's know a some long-hated the, rival. I know some of the SEC teams aren't what they've been historically this year. But when you look at Tennessee's schedule coming up, they're playing Florida. Then they go to LSU. Mm-hmm. Then they're home against Alabama. Then they've got UT Martin, which is a nice breather game. Then back-to-back games against U- uh, Kentucky and then at Georgia. That is terrifying. Like how Here's many games? The are, they have to... They are they are in for the what they call the ringer, but if they get into the Alabama game undefeated, mm-hmm. I think we can safely say they're good. Yep. And I can I think nine and three doesn't feel out of the question at that point, and ten and two is in play. Do they build the statue of Hypel if he goes ten and two? No. No, they expect him to win twelve games the next year, and they get bad when he doesn't. Yeah, Ari, I, I've seen right. this movie yeah, before. I know, yeah, I know, we all have. <laughs> all right, let's go. And then let's year three the is when it becomes frantic. Yeah, exactly. Let's go to the game that you're going to be at, Ari. Arkansas, Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a two-point favorite. This feels like a toss-up to me. Uh, we love KJ Jefferson. We appreciate him coming on the show. I get a Manny Petty if Arkansas wins. I'm going to take the my two points and the Manny Petty. Okay, Uh yeah, this is kind of like I'm excited to cover the game because no matter what happens, it's a good story. Heck yeah! Um, and you know, Arkansas did it last year, uh, but I just I feel like the more compelling thing is that A and M if if they lose, it's like a nightmare. 
Yes. And there's nothing because, you can do about it. What's more yeah. interesting to you if, if Arkansas wins? The nightmare that is A&M or the hot start that Arkansas is on? Uh, A&M. It's, it's A&M because the problem for all these West schools is, is Alabama is at the end of the rainbow. And I, it, Alabama doesn't look perfect by any stretch, but they still look uh, – you know what happens, and you know they get better as the season goes on. So – Listen, That's I'm on why. A&M in this game because if they can't throw the ball against A&M, they can't throw the ball against anybody. You mean against Arkansas? I mean yes, Arkansas. Arkansas. Sorry, Arkansas yes. has been a. a they very have a ton of issues in their secondary, defense. don't they? Yes. Don't they have the worst pass defense in college football right now? Statistically, it's one of them. It's it's up close. Um, so. And if you go look at, at what A&M has, uh, you know, ahead of them on the schedule, like if they can't pass against this team, then the path to two and four or whatever it was one and not one and five anymore, but two and four is, is, is right there for the taking. Yeah. But but here's the thing, like what has given you again, even against a terrible defense, but like, where do you get confidence that they can, that their quarterback looked more comfortable last week that they had another week of practice. It's just a problem though. Like I, I, it, it, is there a, is there a result in this game that could happen that I go to the Arkansas locker room? If Arkansas blows them out, no, because that's no, probably going to no. A&M. Because it, I, Arkansas no, win. Arkansas wins on a last second hail mary, something like that. You're going to the Arkansas locker room. It's cute that you think you're going to have locker room access. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's like well, I <laughs> meant like session. to Sam hey, Pittman's hey, Do you know session. who I am? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the hats that this guy wears? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you know where <laughs> I've been? Step into Montecito. You're letting me in the locker my room. Hats. <laughs> into the Ritz Carlton and Grand Cayman. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it's also funny too because everybody who watches the show, just to go back on this hat thing, knows that like sports writers are slave to Marriott points. So it's like Ritz is a Marriott property. So if I've stayed in a Ritz, I probably didn't even pay for it. That's where I use all my Marriott points. Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Get the hat, Nicole. Be be you guys above. Are so luxurious. Although I will say, well, the, where uh, do you stay on family vacations? The Red Roof Inn. Uh, we we've actually well when you have kids you sort of transfer to Airbnb Verbo oh. kind of situations because unless you can yeah. get suites you're 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 very cramped so yeah. they say in the car that Andy is in right now at least exactly they, I roll the, the they sleep in the bed of the truck I put I just put a mattress back there uh, all right guys let's let's leave SEC country and head to a battle of undefeateds yes. I've been waiting. Maybe the best game in the country this year. Yes. Going to be watched intently by fans of multiple schools that will probably have job openings this year. Duke is a seven-point underdog at the juggernaut known as Kansas. Andy? Yes, Nicole. This is a sellout. <laughs> While we have been recording on this, Kansas announced it's a sellout. Game day should have gone to this game. Wow. Wow. How cool is, is that? It's going to be bumping in Lawrence. I, I covered a, a Baylor-Kansas game one time in Lawrence. That there might have been there might have been 2,000 people there by the end of the game. Remember last year when Kansas was trying to give away tickets? Their upset bit of Oklahoma. That's like. Right. This is, I think it, first of all, just super cool. You guys know I'm genuinely excited for fan bases that, especially Kansas fans, have been the butt of the joke for, for years. You, you did a story on the lady who was knitting. Yes, I did. And that was the perfect epitome of where the Kansas football program was. 
But now they have something to be proud of. Exciting team. I think Kansas is going to cover. I like Duke. I spent a lot of time with Mike Elko. I read a lot of Mike Elko stories. So did Ari this offseason. But I do we had to coordinate our Mike Elko stories. We did. We had so much (laughs) Mike Elko content on The Athletic this summer. We had to coordinate it. But I just think Kansas is further along in their build, what they are offensively. I, I think it's a cool matchup. Obviously, you you see the Mike Elko imprint on Duke's defense, but I, I just don't think the offense is going to be able to keep up. I think Kansas covers. I think it's one of these. It's just a raucous day also in, the, in Lawrence. The knitting lady from Kansas isn't an indication of of anything bad. I like the secondary activity while watching football, too. Do you guys have a secondary activity? Watching another game? Yeah, I mean, I, I do crossword puzzles while I'm doing it. Oh, so so I've I've sometimes do that, or you know, like put on the spelling bee, the New York Times spelling bee. That one's the the other word game, not yeah. wordle. Sparring the other people sparring with people on Twitter. That's, I've been that's, trying to, to mature about that. I've so been, I've been really uh, backing down on those. So on on the knitting front, though. Um, so actually, first of all, she was crocheting. I just need to be specific there because I <laughs> okay. I knit as well. It's a good secondary activity because then you can't be on your phone and you can't be scrolling. So Mm. I actually highly recommend that because you're able to focus and do what you're watching while Mm -hmm. also being productive as a knitter. Because the the crocheting is muscle memory. So you're still able to keep your eyes focused on the game. I, I I, I like this. She also was not a football fan, was there because her professor was being honored and there was a weather delay. So that's why no one was in the shot there. Okay. So that was a very specific situation for Kansas football. I'll, all right. Should be studying for the SAT, Dominic says, during <laughs> football games. But You probably you know. should. Uh, Kansas looked nasty last week against Houston. Like that, There was nothing fluky about that. They looked nope. awesome. Jalen Daniels is one of the most exciting players in the country th- so far this year. I am, I am ready to see what they do next. Let us move elsewhere in the Big 12. Everybody's trendy pick, Kansas State, to win the Big 12. Lost to Tulane last week. Now they're going to Oklahoma. They're a 13-point underdog. Chris Kleiman's Kansas State teams have played Oklahoma very well since he got there. But this is not a Lincoln-Riley Oklahoma team. This is a Brent Venables Oklahoma team. Do the Sooners flex in this game? This one's hard. This is the hardest one of the week, I think. It felt like... To feel passion either way. Yeah. It felt like in the Styles Make Fights universe... That climb what Kleiman does did not work or worked very well against what Lincoln Riley did. But this I is also, something different. I and they're also like coming too, off of, of a loss. Coming yeah. off of a loss helps you play a little looser too, probably. You don't come in tense because you know if they would have won last week, you come in and not that that accounted towards the Big Twelve race, but you come in like with that extra heightened sense of responsibility of like people think we're going to be great this year, we need to live up to it, and then might play tighter. I don't know. I'm just trying to trying to work well you know mind meld this one yeah and and again i think like oklahoma looked fantastic but everyone's looked great against nebraska like again it was nice to see things clicking offensively but like it's one that's one of the worst defenses in the country if not the worst defense in the country so uh i'm i would say k-state's gonna cover i think that's a that's a big number for where i think these two programs are i think oklahoma wins the game but i think the wildcats cover I think Oklahoma's going to cover. I, mm. I just think they're they're a little bit different now, and it it's interesting watching them evolve under Brent Venables versus Lincoln Riley. They have not really been challenged yet. Uh, I guess Kent State 
leading them three nothing late in the second quarter constitutes a challenge. But I, I'm curious to see what happens when they actually are. But I, I, I'm not sure this particular team is going to provide it. So we shall see. Uh, let's go to Ari's favorite team. The Trojans heading to Corvallis as a six-point favorite. Remember when girls used to do that like a few years ago in all their pictures? Oh, yeah. I think they, I think they still do that, some of them. Oh, there's do. a lot of peace sign going on, yes. They're, they're not fighting on When that was happening, I dated a girl that used to do that all the time, and now all my friends always do it to me to make fun of me because she broke up with me. <laughs> yeah, but who got the last laugh? Huh. Yeah, I know. I'm, exactly. I, I, I won, but they always go, mm. <laughs> But and I do that now. because you got to do, do like the duck lip, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do find that, that when you turn the camera Tyreek on Tyreek Hill should do, do that. When he's like running into the end zone. <laughs> as, he, as he's running it. I don't think you could see it through his face mask, but yeah, it, it definitely would work. Um, this is one. But first, Corvallis does weird things to teams. It, it, it casts a spell. But I do wonder, can, can Oregon State run on USC? We saw Stanford do it a little bit. USC is going to score. That's, uh, that, that, that's without a doubt. USC is going to score its points. Will we see a deal pop up where you've got a Lincoln Riley Oklahoma game breaks out when they were like when they were playing a good team? I mean, let, let's just let's just get to it. Is USC Oklahoma in your eyes yet? Yes or no? I think they're pretty darn close. They, okay, offensively, they certainly so are. So I want to send you a stat that I sent to my friend for no apparent reason earlier today. Okay. The amount of, and this is from um, a uh, gambling writer that works at Caesar Sports. So, Hashtag uh, not a degenerate. But, but like, yeah, it's just like the amount of action on Oregon State now plus six and a half to cover the spread at number seven USC is insane. More money on Oregon State spread alone than any of the 16 hmm. NFL week three games. Over three times more money on Oregon State spread Ooh, alone than any the other college football are on the Beavers. So what like, does that mean? Sharp, is that good or sharp, bad? The sharp money is on Oregon State in this game. All right. That's so. What do they know? What do they know? Turnover chainsaw. It is. I mean, that's the thing. Like to me, and this is like I've been talking about this with Antonio Morales. Andy and I have been talking about this. It's like, is Oregon State just going to run the ball up their ass the entire game? And if they do, then they're going to cover the spread. But is this a USC team that that wins you the game? Because USC is still going to score a bunch. Well, I mean. The you point of the, to, the have, fact of the to, matter is you have is, to hold serve enough against USC. Yeah. I think that if Oregon State is in this game, they could win the game. Then it completely changes my viewpoint, obviously, of USC. If USC goes out there and beats the crap out of them, like Oklahoma would, um, then all of a sudden we are in play. Is this team a playoff team mode? Yeah, this is this is the the Vegas sharps not necessarily believing in Lincoln Riley yet. They need to see it. Yes. And and, I, well, and and the defense does not look great. They've got a bunch of takeover takeaways, but it's sort of like, is that going to keep happening? Right. You know, is, are they going to this keep team going to give the ball many? away? Like Oregon State seems to be a pretty disciplined offense. So also, can I just say that I'm frustrated with this one too because I'm not going to be able to watch it. I'm going to have to find a maybe not so legal stream of it because I've never lived somewhere that's had Pac-12 Network oh, as Nicole, part of my challenge. Nicole, our if you get sponsor. Sling, if you get sling, you have the Pac-12 network. Maybe I'll have to do that to watch it because I have never been able to do this. And this is a 6.30 local time kick on Pac-12 network for a potential 
In an ideal world, college football playoff contender, USC, reborn USC team that is going to be difficult to watch. I I cannot wait to fire up Sling and watch it on Sling. And by the way, this is the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. I'm going to take that. But besides that, people, people are going to have a hard time watching that if they don't have Sling. I'm, I'm going with the Sharps on that. And then if, if USC wins to. by... If USC wins by 35, I'm then on USC start. the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, if they win by 35, then you're on USC the rest of the year. I get, and I think, I, l- l- you, can, you can send me your Venmo request for No, I've got a math Ari. problem for you, mister. I'm going to give you an SAT. Here's a math okay. problem. Okay. How much money would you have to set aside a month mm-hmm. between now and the end of November, okay. early December, to send me $1,000? What is that, $333 a month? Um. Is it three months till the end of the season? It's it's more like two, uh, because it's almost oh, okay. October. So that's true. We are uh, five hundred bucks a, a month. I'm gonna buy the most. That. Yeah, I'm gonna buy the most obnoxious thing I can possibly think of. With it's it gonna be a Ritz Carlton hat. It's, How about two nights at the Ritz Carlton and a Ritz Carlton hat for me? When, and my when we were when we were going over Ari's hats, I was making fun of the uh, you know on Succession they always wear blank baseball caps. There is apparently. I, I I don't even know what brand it it, it wasn't Xenia. I, I want to say it was something a little pricier than that. But there was a seventeen hundred dollar blank baseball cap. Have you ever walked through like in in like I don't know your the shopping habits of your wife, but have you ever walked through Neiman Marcus or or Nordstrom? Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh yeah. You think because like you know you make fun of the thirty eight dollar hat that you buy. But yeah, like, Ari, this, listen, I'm with no, you. I'm talking about I'm, a seventeen hundred dollar hat, Ari, not a thirty eight. No, hat. I'm saying my, you're yeah. making fun of my thirty eight dollar hat. But you yeah. go to Neiman Marcus, you look like a, and, and it's getting crazier and crazier and crazier, the fashion you know trends. But mm-hmm. you got plain black t shirts in there that are t- two grand, and it's like I don't know why people are doing this or what it is. But those, if it's a if it's a designer, because they have more money than sense. I don't know. I mean, but, yeah. But yes, but, uh, but Ari, you can t- reference bougie things. I've seen them at least more so than Ari, but more so than Andy. So don't worry. I'm here for I have you. A, I have a wife that likes these things, but <laughs> a sensible wife that would never spend $2,000 on a hat that doesn't have a logo or anything on it. Or yeah, would never spend $2,000 on a hat, period. Like or a, or on a t-shirt. t-shirt. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She, there, there, is a, the there is a best limit. Best fitting shirt ever. She <laughs> likes nice things, but she's rational, so I can live with it. All right. We go back to ACC country because we, we've only talked about one ACC team so far. And this is a game, last year this game was the one where you're like, okay, maybe Clemson's going to come out of this and be okay. So this is Clemson-Wake Forest. Dabo always complains. It's not a complaint, but points out that this is the team they hate to play. Wake Forest always does what they're supposed to do. They're always where they're supposed to be. So you, you, you think, okay, close game. It was not a close game last year, and you thought, okay, the Clemson offense might come out of this. Is this the game that we see Clemson's offense get challenged and maybe they think about looking at Kay Klubnik? Or does DJ shine again against the Demon Deacons and give them some confidence going forward? Uh, I don't think that Wake Forest is as good as they were last year. Uh, and you know what happened last year. I, I bad, like, yeah, this is not a great matchup for them. Clemson's players are better. Wait, <laughs> yeah. wait this better. has been like it's it's been a particularly bad matchup for Wake since Dave Clawson's been there. They get sacked more than they do by mm-hmm. other teams. I mean, like this is 
been particularly nightmarish for them. I agree. I don't think Wake is is as good. I think Clemson is the most talented, has the most talent on their team of the ACC teams. They're everyone below them seems to have flaws. They have flaws, but until proven otherwise, I'm going to go with Clemson. I think they're going to cover. I think Clemson covers as well. This is a, again the styles make fights thing, and and like you you put Wake against NC State. They seem to compete very well, even though NC State has tends to have better athletes. You put Wake against Clemson, they don't compete very well. And it just, that's how it's gone historically. One more game before we get to Ari doing some math. And this is one, we're going to the fun belt. I love the way the fun belt has expanded. I love the way they've chosen the programs that they've added to their league. You've heard me say this on the podcast multiple times. I think it's very smart that they just went after super passionate college football fan bases as opposed to larger markets or whatever. James Madison, one of the newcomers, dominant in the FCS over the last few years. They're going to Appalachian State, which dominated the FCS before joining the Sun Belt. App State is a seven-point favorite at home. Can James Madison pull off the upset and make the Fun Belt fun from the get-go this year? Ari, I'm gonna get let You're you smiling. Reverse. Ari's Ari's grinning. No, he's grimacing. He's grimacing. Uh, uh, no, I think that I think that uh, App State got their clunker out of their system last week. Oh, okay. Uh, the, the, know, they they won the hail mary. Holy mother meatballs, hail mary. You know what? I now? I kind of had this inkling that we are going to uh, be talking about App State in six weeks, being like, God, I wish they didn't lose to North Carolina. Mm. Mm. I already wish that they didn't lose to North Carolina. Yeah, like it's uh, they scored forty points in a quarter. If they could have gotten that done, how much more fun would this season be? If you if you score forty points and have that come back with the craziness at the end of that game and win, and then win on a hail mary and then like run the table, that would be one of the most magical seasons ever. Um, I think App State's going to take it, uh, control of this game. I do too. I I love the Chase Bryce story. I love how many different lives he's had in college football. Um, and it, it really does feel like there's something special, some some sort of magic being bottled up in in Boone. JMU is this is their first season in FBS. I think they've mm-hmm. they like same with App State. Like they made the transition and they're gonna do well with it. There's not gonna be like a multi year process as they ramp up for it. But this is still like this is one of the standards of like the Sun Belt. This is an App State team that made that tradition transition is a few years ahead of JMU and as we've just been outlining playing really really well and I think that's the difference and again there's there's gonna be it's no harm no foul for JMU to lose this game but I just don't think that they are there yet I think they're gonna have a really good first season in the FBS but I don't think that they're gonna beat App State ready yeah it took it took App State a minute too it took App State basically half a season to, to get that's barely a minute FBS. barely a minute and the games in app state but unfortunately this is the first half of jmu's first season in the fps too so if 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 app state couldn't pull pull off that quick a transition it's probably going to be hard for jmu to do that too i actually but, really want to go to boone too now oh it, it's it is the the best just party school like they know how to have fun in boone north carolina they they know yeah. what they're doing so Maybe maybe if you pass the SAT, Ari, we'll we'll put you on a trip to Boone. You ready? That'd be great. Okay, it's so time, it's, coming it's time here. for a little Ari SAT math. By the way, Ari, you were talking about your analogies and, and your strength 
at doing analogies and how that might help you on the SAT. Uh, bad news. Analogies have been eliminated from the SAT. Great. What? what? They, feel, they feel like they don't really show any sort of aptitude for anything other than analogies. And so... <laughs> They felt I'm like good at there, there was maybe a better measurement of. No of your... kidding, they were there for a long time. We knew this. Yeah, yeah. They felt okay, like it might be a this. better measure of of your verbal capability. Like Andy, so. like found the one with the most letters in it. All right, but we're going to ask Aria a math question. This is this is algebra. Uh, I don't know if it's algebra. Do you even one know how to read two. what you're going to show me? Oh uh, well, I'm going to read letters. it to you. Letters. Yeah. Okay. And I, well, let me, I got to see it. I'm a visual. I've got person. the solution too. So. Okay. All right. Here we go. If, and this is one uh, fraction here, if 2 over a minus 1 equals 4 over y, where y is not 0 and a is not 1, what is y in terms of a? So it's not asking you to solve for y and solve for a. It is asking you to come up with... I can't see. What did he write? An equation. Is that your college football playoff? I can't see that. Yes, either. it is. The college football playoff notebook. Did he, it, did he write the answer already? It's the equation. Oh, he wrote the I equation. I can't see it, Ari. Okay. I, Do you already a, get the answer? Look at it. No. Oh, yeah. I solved it. It's over. I already <laughs> I got solved it, it so, in my head. So you, you already solved it, without, it in your yeah, head? Yeah, without writing it down. It's a multiple a choice question. No, you definitely need to write this down. Okay. Some of us you, did pretty well on their math SIT. Yeah, Nicole did better than me. We, we've established that. Why so. can't we, we haven't zero. established it on the show. I did get a perfect score on the math. Hey, can't there you go. Wrong. I only got a perfect score on the verbal. So. Mm. <laughs> wow, Ari is struggling here. Ari, this isn't. This really isn't that bad. Can Can I give you a hint, Ari? No, I'm don't. trying to remember. Like, what is the what they say in math? The cross order multiply. in which you do things. Pem, pem you need das. to cross multiply. PEMDAS. Yeah, you don't need that. Oh, please excuse my dear aunt Sally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what please excuse my dear Aunt Sally means, Ari? It's PEMDAS. So we, we, we <laughs> I have needed, no idea. We needed more creative <laughs> mnemonics for uh, the dummies. Where well, I was. Like a, it's, it's called the process of it's Ari, like cr you, cross multiply, Ari. Yes. Is cross multiply when you do it like this? Yes. Okay. Uh <laughs> so two Y equal uh two two 2y equals 4a minus 1. Am I on the right track here? Uh, not minus 1. You're getting there, though. One Put time. the parentheses around a minus 1. Oh, 2y equals 4 parentheses a minus 1. There you yes. go. And then it will be 4a minus 4, right? Yes. Yes. And 2y yes. equals 2y equals 4a minus 4? That's not yeah. it. You, you got to solve for y, so let's and get rid of that, too. Okay, it's a. Yeah. A is Y equals 2A minus 2. Ari is Let's correct. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> Show yeah. your work. Beautiful. Uh. All right, everybody. Place your bets accordingly. <laughs> Ari has solved an algebra equation. He's so proud of himself right now. <laughs> well, I feel like you guys did put me on the right track because it wouldn't have occurred to me to cross multiply. <laughs> Well, I what listen. were you gonna do? But the fact that I knew it cross multiplying, <laughs> I didn't know what I was gonna. I was gonna say I don't know. What do you mean? What was I gonna do? Uh, what was I gonna do? Well, I don't know. If you didn't cross multiply, I don't go really cry know in the shower. Was, we're just gonna, we're just gonna have an gonna hour go? of dead air, and I was gonna miss my kid's football game. That's what was gonna happen. So. No, but uh, yeah, okay. And then you, and then I knew how to. And I, I mean, some of the stuff came back to me, like as yes. we were going. Like I knew, like how to. 
to multiply in parentheses, I knew I, how to divide both said, sides of an equation. As soon as I on it and you instantly got what, what you yeah. needed to get, I knew you were getting this question. Yeah. Ari, okay. I'm proud of you. I don't don't believe <laughs> anything Bill Nicole's Hancock like, says I, about you. Nicole we love just you. like, I got it. And yeah. we love you. It wasn't, it wasn't that difficult, Ari. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, stop it. We got to glow him up. Come on. He's supposed to be like, yeah, here. let's go, bro. Yeah, you really, got it. I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you. <laughs> it was the first time I've done a math equation in 12 years. He was nervous that there were letters in it, so I'm really proud. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Everyone, enjoy the games, and we will talk to you afterwards.